actually, I guess she he wasn't in the day because when in the eighties when she was getting big, and they were like boy and war. You know what I mean? They had they weren't big mega pop stars like today. Well, I think they were kind of quote unquote underground just as much as Madonna was at a certain point. So you she know. Was. I, we all knew who YouTube and Madonna was back, you know, in the early 80s. You know, like, her songs, I don't know. They don't make any sense, like. Uh, they don't need to make sense. It's a bonita, okay, borderline. Your love is on the borderline. What does it mean? Yeah. Like you're about to fall in love with me. You just things, things are in trouble, buddy. In my love. <laughs> over the borderline. What does it mean? You push Doesn't matter. My love. It's a good song. What does it? You got to keep on pushing, my love. They're having What's a frail relationship. About? Like express yourself, right? And then the next, yeah, thing I don't know does, what that's about. Is a hundred percent opposite. Material girl, like it's like go for love. The, I, I don't know. I could never. Which, okay. What's your What's your favorite Madonna song? I don't. I um, you mean like I if I you know choose which is the best of them because there's no favorite. yeah right it's karaoke and you got to sing a Madonna song which one do you sing looks you got cigarettes where do the fucking cartons come from well it's jail jail currency oh I got it something uh, something bonita <laughs> da, 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 uh, uh. oh they're talking about the, the fish the bonita now you see the Rolls Royce yes. It is not a BMW. Great place to park a Rolls. It is not a Bentley. He's going to put that that Cougar in the Rolls? There's well, he's Danny got Ayala. no choice. First of all, he doesn't know it's a Cougar yet. He, see, he's so ignorant about it. He's on the phone with them earlier, and he's like, listen, don't let it out of its cage, okay? They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yikes. It's the BC Boys opening for Madonna. <laughs> My brother has a, a funny joke. He told me this like 20 years ago. So all due respect to Danny, the late Danny Aiello. But a man walks into his house and he sees his wife is sleeping with Danny Aiello. And the guy goes, Danny Aiello, what are you doing? And Danny Aiello says, well, I got a stint on S uh, CSI. Uh, and then I'm doing a movie in upstate New York. You know, that's hilarious because you could do that with any. Like I could say. Like, I walked in and Anthony Quinn was banging my wife. <laughs> Quinn, what are you up to? Well, I'm doing Late Night with Anthony Quinn. At the there you go. <laughs> Boom. My brother wrote us another joke. Thank you, Adam. I'm stealing Thank that. Thank you, Adam. Okay. Oh, this is why I paid money. Come on, Madonna. Put on the lipstick. Okay, so she is out on parole, and it's frustrating to this. Okay. These are two police officers who were there that in this cartoon in the beginning. They know about okay. the bad guys. They know about the key to some bank somewhere. They know they I think they know about the picture. I'm not sure. They're like buddy cops throughout and like they'll, they'll be they'll angry. be in the movie a lot. Well, they'll get mad at each other and then he'll be like, that's it. I'm asking for a transfer, you know? And then at the end of the film. <laughs> There's this nice moment when he's like, they doesn't ask for the transfer and they. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's cute. Well, it's, it's like um, comedy. 
He goes, tomorrow morning, I'm getting a transfer. And he goes, well, tomorrow is Saturday. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, well, forget it then. Let's just forget the whole thing. You know, and he goes, okay, I won't get a transfer then. No, we're not like, just saying this because Andrew Smith got to speak to us. This movie is well written. Yeah. It is like, you know, it it does have a feel of bringing up baby in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like the screwball comedy. It tries. Just because it has a cougar in it. Right. That's right. Because bringing up baby had a, had a, I don't know, panther? Yeah, something. It was, I like that film. And in the sense that, like, she's driving him crazy. You got that in this. But, okay. So, you know, the you saw the punch, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they're like. He goes, get her back in here. And they go, do you really want her back in here? And he goes, oh, no way. <laughs> you know, so he just, she just takes her punch. Okay, That's ridiculous. So Loudon is now going to be like, hi, I'm doing the pro bono work to take you to the bus. And she's not being funny, man. She's just being, I'm pretending I'm an idiot. You know, she's not an idiot. That's the thing. You know Nikki's yeah. not an idiot, so you know she's pretending. It's like that the whole film, and it's one of the reasons it's not good. Well, Madonna has been acting. We we were talking about a film she did uh, in as an art film, an eight millimeter film called A Certain Sacrifice, which when she blew up, that movie was unearthed. It's I think she gets sexually harassed in the film, but she's topless. Oh. So I remember Penthouse publishing stills of Madonna and topless. Gotcha. Uh, and that's on YouTube. We, we will watch that movie eventually. It's only an hour long, though. And that's hard to the watch. thing. It's only an hour. Yeah. Maybe we watch it with that pajama party playboy thing, and that's two hours. Why don't we do that? All right, Carl, we got our next movie. So, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, because I was just... Oh, I was just going to say, screenwriter Andrew, co-screenwriter co Andrew Smith, who we just spoke to, He's written for television. He wrote the main event. But one of the weirder things he wrote was the Hugh Hefner Playboy Roller Disco Party live. From, roller Disco uh, And that's on YouTube. So we may watch that in honor of, of Andrew, uh, yeah. along with the Madonna as a double feature. And then we'll have a second interview with him. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, you could talk about Hugh Hefner. How great is that? Now, if he's she into was, Madonna was just coming off Shanghai Surprise which was a terrible okay. box office flop. And um, that's the one with Sean Penn, right? Did they meet and get married or were they already married? They were already married. Yeah, I think that they were already married. I'm not so up on my Madonna history, except for right. the exact time of this film, because I wanted to know what was going on in her life. But I think they were probably already married. Yeah. Now look, Madonna just touched the cougar. She, right. did Madonna calls the cougar baby, by the way. She watched that film like researching this <laughs> watch a film uh <laughs> see what other romantic comedies did um 1986 shanghai surprise failed madonna so decided to sign to onto another comedy called slammer um but she had to convince warner brothers and the film's producer she was ready also she turned down blind date for this oh that would have been interesting yeah one of the more yeah the That's whole comedic movie. premise of this thing is, can I drive? And he goes, yeah. And then she drives like an asshole. Right, That's with the tiger in the joke. Oh, and she takes goes, three you spots. You park sideways so, so it doesn't scratch. Look at those tattoos. I've never seen Madonna's tattoo before on her right arm. Okay. All right, we'll have to see. So, okay. yeah, because... 
you know, she's a pop megastar, and pop megastars tend to gravitate towards movies, which we love to watch. Right. And so she had a certain sacrifice back when she was in the New York art scene, I guess, Breakfast Club, the band. But then Desperately yeah. Seeking Susan, 82, 83. Yeah. She was terrific in it, but she didn't really have to act in that. Well, because she wasn't a phony baloney. See, right now, you know she's act. Put on the volume. Let's listen to how she talks. Are you? I'm sorry. We'll catch another one. I'll I'll bring it up then. You'll see what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, we'll get a Madonna speech. Okay. In now, the director talks about this too. That in his opinion, she was just being herself in uh, Suddenly Seeking Susan, and that's why she, you know, came up off. Well, also, she wasn't the star of it really. She wasn't. No, the star. no, she she was Susan, right? Like she was it, the. It revolved around her. Right, but she wasn't the star, and she, yeah. Right. So anyway, in this one, she was going over every line. She would always need five extra minutes in the beginning to make sure if her scene, she was supposed to be out of breath, she would do push-ups before the scene. Huh. She was, like, really into getting it perfect. But what that came out is, like, phony. I don't believe her as an actress. Um she had to convince okay uh, i have this whole thing about how she had to convince all these executives that she could pull this off and because she was such a pop star they believed in it now they did she's stealing they did invest she's more money Sorry, Carl, go ahead and I have to say this. They invested more money in the soundtrack than in the movie, which tells you how much they believed in her music. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's because soundtracks in the 80s were big business, Top Gun mm -hmm. and stuff. I just wanted to say she's stealing, as you can see, these cassettes have the uh, protective plastic coating. Yes. That prevents you from, and she stole the one cassette that wasn't in the case. Like when you see her grab <laughs> cassettes, she's grabbing ones that don't have, look, doesn't have a cassette case. Right. So she's probably getting like Engelbert Humperdinck. And she right. That's right. It's um, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. The Bay City Rollers. She's Sam Goody's got it. When she, it comes to thieving, Sam Goody's got it. Keith Partridge. How do you walk into a Sam Goody in 1987 and not see Madonna everywhere? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. She, her acting like she's a director, Carl. You know, yeah. she, well, she, she, married Guy Ritchie. she married Guy Ritchie, the director, and no. his second film was um, a remake of this 1974 Italian film about wait, wait, a wait, rich wait, woman. Wait, 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 wait. She just took the tape and put it in that guy's pocket and said, meet me outside. I got to ditch this guy. So it sets the alarm off. Now she can walk through with all her stolen stuff. How could she do that to Michael Jackson? <laughs> okay, you were saying, though. Oh, I love I love Thriller. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, I I think I I nailed everything I needed to say. Mm -hmm. She okay. stole the jacket. No, okay. Turn the sound on. We'll get. You'll hear her voice, and you'll Perfect. see what I'm talking about. Start all over again. I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Goodbye, Murray. I'm going to miss you most of all. Murray. All right. She's got that little... Uh, no, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. 
I'm supposed to make sure you get on the bus. Come on. Get in. Can I drive? Oh, absolutely. Leave it not. on. All right. Maybe. All right. Now look at this. But no tricks. No tricks. You hear that? Keep it on. No promise? tricks. I promise. Now I'll promise. tell you when to turn it off, and don't worry, it won't be forever. Good. He promises. No tricks. Guess what? What? Tricks. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. She, she was married to Guy her. Ritchie. I don't believe her. She was married to Guy Ritchie. Swept Away was the movie. It's about a, a rich countess or whatever crashes in a plane with the with her like servants or whatever, and they they have class struggles as they are on the island. The remake that Ritchie did wasn't great, and in mm -hmm. fact, he stopped making movies for a while. I got an ad. Got an Damn ad, it. guys. Skip, Skip ad. All right, um, we are on 24 minutes from, exactly. They were married eight years, Guy Ritchie. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to give everyone the countdown. I will let you know when we get to 2415, 2410, 2411, 12, 13, 14, 15. Boom. Thank you for rejoining us. <laughs> yeah. They were married like, eight I'm, years, starting in 2000. Okay. She did, uh, he did, uh, Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels became mm -hmm. an international sensation. Did Snatch was kind of more of the same. And then he did Swept Away, and that movie was bad. And it starred the son of the original Italian actor played the okay. role. It's this weird movie. Interesting. And he kind of disappeared, and then he started making, like, weird films like Rockefeller. But now he's, like, a, you know, a normal big-time director. So he kind of okay. recovered from Madonna. Madonna herself directed two movies, including a film called WE. I haven't had a chance to see them. I need to. You see how she's just being an asshole driving? That is the whole gag. Well, she is she is driving a Rolls, so she has every right. Oh, she passed <laughs> Rolls. The fucking muffler popped out. <laughs> Can't find any good help, any good Rolls lately. Okay, there is one, maybe the only good joke in this film coming. So go ahead and okay. put the sound on, and I promise it won't be long. The cop's going to ask her. Okay, Loudon is pretending All that right, he's like, oh. Well, okay, here we go. God, you found us. He has to have an out of We've got to get him to the hospital. Is this the way? <laughs> That's the joke, okay? That's it. That's funny. Let me see your license. I don't have a license. See, I was only driving because it was an emergency, and I mean, I just—I don't believe him. So it's hard to listen to her for the entire movie. Now mute. I hit pause. I'm sorry, people. We are going to be at sixteen oh seven in six seven twenty six oh seven. Sorry about that. You I did that okay. too. Oh, wait, leave it on. This is funny. I'm going to need some information. What's the patient's name? His Loudon. name is Loudon. Loudon what? Clear. Loudon. <laughs> I think his name is Loud and Clear. I can't riff on this movie if she's Madonna's taking my best jokes. <laughs> now, this nurse is another one. Her name is Liz Sheridan. She's just a character actress. You know her face. Uh, Remington Steele. Um... Nope. Play the game in 2009. You'll just know her face. Oh, right. 
Madonna uh, was married to Sean Penn from 85 through 89. Look, it's and me. What? That's me, sleeping. <laughs> Young you? Young me. That's more Adam than you. Yeah. Oh, look, so he's been out and he has a day's worth of stubble. Look at that stubble, man. Griffin, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. His baby classy. face. Yeah, right. It's got a baby face, but then when the stubble comes, it's 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 there. Originally, Sean Penn was set to co-star with Madonna. After Shanghai Surprise flopped, the producers opted to go with Griffin Dunn from his press off his success with After Hours. But the thing is, I also hear on the internet he was going to be one of the cops. Sean Penn was going to be one of the cops. Oh, how ironic! Yeah, but he was in jail. Now he was in jail for being an asshole. He like beat mm -hmm. up one of Madonna's friends. And when he was on the set of that movie with this uh, director, uh, James Foley, he beat up one of the uh, extras, you know? And he was in jail for violating his parole, not for those two offenses. That's so crazy. Yeah, what a loser, man. And you know, he's a great actor and an intelligent human being. And just, just something about like being in the whole Buzz world of Madonna. I, I don't know. The, I don't want to speak bad about Madonna, but. Right. Okay. This, we missed a very funny joke. I, he, he runs out to the taxi stand, right? And he goes, taxi, taxi. <laughs> like he's trying to get a taxi. They're all lined up and sitting there. You know? <laughs> uh, I did see you know, Sean Penn at the. Um, I saw Sean Penn at the airport once. Did you? Yeah, well-dressed guy. He, did he sneer at you? Were you hit? What happened? Yeah, I, I don't know. After he punched me, things were kind of blurry. Uh, <laughs> this is guy. Oh, it was fine. Sean... It was just a well-dressed guy, you know, who looked like it was Sean Penn. This is this is Sean Sullivan, and he's the gun dealer. He was in Back to the Future Part Three and Wayne's World, and film called Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes. So do you think he was like one? You never notice in the Back to the Future trilogy, the the bad guy always has like a henchman. Uh, yeah, he's a henchman, right? In three, I I don't know the answer because he's so brief in this film. But I right. think he does a good performance. He just he's pretending to be the totally into guns guy uh, and paranoid, and it's working. He looks like Yahoo Serious, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Young Yahoo Serious. Mm -hmm. Madonna has six kids. I know. God bless her. And she's going on tour again. So she could feed her children. <laughs> I love Madonna. So uh, real quick, the other Madonna movies, Evita is a good. Uh, she was in that James Bond movie that she sang the song, maybe The Living Daylight. She had a, a brief fencing scene. And Carl, I told you about a movie called Blue in the Face. Do you remember that? No. So... Uh, there was a Miramax film based on a Paul Oster novel. Uh, he actually wrote it and uh, smoke, I think smoke it was called. Right. And it was Harvey Keitel. He owned a cigar shop and it was in the neighborhood and they made a, a companion piece, Wayne Wang, the director where. What's they, his they name? All... Wang, Wayne Wang, I believe. Wayne I, Wang? I'm, I'm a little hesitant because I, it may not be him, but. What they did was they followed up with, oh, zip. God damn it. Oh, that's the, the Rolls Royce. For what? Yeah. Okay. So he is now out of the hospital and discovering 
Madonna has taken, Nikki has taken it to this shady area to buy a gun. He doesn't know about her like troubles yet with the, um, well, anyway, he knew where she, he was, he's arriving to see this. And now he, the dad's going to give him a call. How's it going, son? You know, <laughs> um, Great a, a league of their own. She was in a league of their own. So these guys are like what taking the phone and they're they're spray painting the car and they're taking their their pants like something. They're I don't being know. stereotypes. Yeah. About you know like we'll do crime if you're unprotected in our neighborhood we will just do crime. Right. So in the seventies the hubcaps would be removed. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were taking the car stereo, all this sort of stuff. So what, one of the guys gets the phone and he goes, "Hello." Hello? And he goes, he goes, oh, it's for you. He gives it the louder. Car phone, car phone. Excuse me, guys, I got a car phone, 1987. Right, actually, you're right about that, Mike. This is really a kind of prestigious thing we're witnessing. Do you remember that scene in, in Vacation where they, oh, it's got me, suit. Wait, I'm interested. Gummy brought to you by Mike performing on this show. Okay, we are at 32 minutes. I'm going to let you guys know when it's 32.15. So go ahead and set it. I'll be doing the countdown and then we'll just keep going. So we're at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Thanks for rejoining us. Speaker with Carl. I'll be right back. No. God damn it. God damn it. Uh. Madonna moved to New York City in 1978 to pursue a career in modern dance. After performing as a drummer, a guitarist, and a vocalist in the rock brands Breakfast Club and Emmy, she rose to solo stardom with her debut solo album, Madonna, 1983. Uh, Madonna's popularity was enhanced uh, by roles in such films as Desperately Seek and Susan, Dick Tracy in 1990, A League of Their Own in 92, Evita in 96. While her latter most won her a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, many of her films were not well received. <laughs> but the thing about her is she just kicked ass with record sales, totally, and her world tours made lots of money. Over I, forgot about, I forgot about Dick Tracy. You are back. Oh, did you hear me the whole time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard you, Carl, talking about Madonna playing drums. Okay. So, not to be deterred, with all this pressure, Loudon is going Piven. to get Madonna on that bus. So, wait, is there, are there bodyguards following them? Is there bad guys? Oh, because they want to get that key. That's right. And they want to... See... Madonna doesn't know what's the bank, you see. Uh, they're both wearing those shirts. She's getting the gun. You'll say it's homoerotic. She's getting the gun um, in order to go to the bad guys and say, which bank is it? You know, that's what her right. whole goal is here. Man, New York City. Now he's like, she... he's calling in. the, the it's, it's, of course, Loudon's credit card. Oh, wow. Expires eight, nine, $6,899. Now, today you would do some iPad thing, but he <laughs> has to phone, right, and talk to oh, a human being and give him the number? Yeah. 
Well, right. He would have a... Um... Oh, I lost the thread. Sorry. Uh, no problem. Now, she's got her gun, and let's get going. Um... Move. We gotta move. <laughs> Is that another song of music. Let your body go with them. <laughs> Come on in vogue. Am I thinking of a different song? Let no, no, that's it. Vogue. Move to the music. Come on in vogue. I don't, I'm not a fan, man. I don't understand. There's why you're nothing not. to it. Vogue. Vogue. Do you ever see Paris is Burning, the documentary about voguing? No. It's great. It's great. People will say that Madonna took like a club style like it was happening in gay clubs in new york city and that she kind of co-opted uh -huh. and came out with this mainstream hit appropriating it just as much as people complain about deborah harry in rapture oh yes actually yeah yeah so that's what people the big complaint about the song vogue is that she kind of basically took other people's culture and just kind of mainstreamed it yeah but you know madonna is madonna she is part of it you know, she's part of culture, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, people like David Bowie would do stuff like that, and they wouldn't get fingers pointed at them. Yeah. Okay, now, you see, she's going to set off the fire alarm. That's going to be the... That's not thing. possible. You can't... Is that true, Carl? You could put a lighter, cigarette lighter yeah. on your... Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's heat. It goes off by heat. For... Uh, what is that? Fahrenheit 451? That's the... Yeah. That's paper burning a flame... Um, Carl, what, I gave you my copy of Fahrenheit 451. What did, whatever happened to that? I burnt it, of course. Oh, Carl! That was I was almost finished. That was against really? the state. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, in the, I'm a fireman. God. I, got I a didn't call. finish it, Carl. I was one chapter left. People who don't know that book are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Everyone knows that book. I'm yeah. not too worried about it. Everybody in their 50s. <laughs> we're watching a movie with madonna listen if you know who madonna is you probably know fahrenheit 451 yeah if you were okay so that's what happened she got her way everyone now she's getting out and it's time to confront the bad guys i don't right. believe her man even when she was going like i'm looking around i'm pretending that i'm surveying the scene i just don't believe her as an actress um, I, this this is my thought. I've, for that Rolls Royce scene where everyone's ripping off his car. It reminds me of the the vacation scene, that kind of racist scene where they uh, stop and ask for directions, and all the black guys steal their stuff. Oh, was that in the movie Vacation? Yeah, the for the original. I thought I knew that film well. I don't remember that part. It was written by John Hughes, and he got called out yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say about that. Okay. Now, yeah. I have things about Madonna's acting. Go ahead. What's your thought? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be No, talking. I just want to know what the picture is. Like, this picture must be so fucking disgusting that even after four years, he's worried about it. What? What's that? The picture in the safe deposit box. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, look, I, I don't know. They were... The bad guys were with Worthington, and they were, like, exchanging money and exchanging certificates, shaking hands. I really don't know what the crime is. Like, it wasn't caught in the act of sex or killing a baby seal or anything like that? 
we'll have to wait for the manila envelope now i've seen this film a bunch of times as you know we had a few starts and stops and i saw it in between so maybe i've seen this film like this is my fifth time maybe i'm a little I'm not sure anymore sure and fair enough. i i just don't catch that every single time i don't know what to say there's a crime and worthington wants it covered up gotcha but he wasn't like sleeping with a uh, another dude or another woman or a dude and a woman maybe he was and i don't know it all right sounds good all good now he she's finally explaining to him what she's up to she needs to get the safety deposit box you oh, can Carl, turn you know, it on if you want it's it's just sure. another example of her not i'm not believing her Oh, I mean, your glasses, they still oh. fix. Oh, that's okay. okay. Look, she's trying to... People mistake Madonna. Okay, I'm done. Talk about her acting now. Okay. Madonna would, Madonna would ask for five minutes to study the script. If, uh, for example... Okay, Dunn said, Madonna liked her first take the best. Always did. I think my best is around the fourth. She always says, you got it, you got it. She was driving me crazy, just like her character would. We had to make a compromise as to which take is the best. Carl, Carl we, I just skipped ad. It's 40 minutes exactly right now. And I'll let you know when we get to 40, 40, 10 seconds. So right now we're six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're all in line. She's Madonna's whistling. Welcome back. Thank you for re-engaging. Okay, yeah. this is unbelievable. He goes, I'll help you with, but I need that cougar. I have to return the cougar and we can't find him. She goes, how did you do that? Whoo. She whistles, baby. You know, she whistles. And right, how does she have, she's a, that cougar's a familiar. How does she, it's her spirit animal. How in the world does well, this Well, I, I mean, honestly, be? like a lot of this, my suspension of disbelief is probably out the window with the gun shooting scene. So. <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, know, they shoot a machine gun at him. Yeah. The second day they were filming with the cougar, the cougar did escape. And they had to halt filming and go fucking find him. You know that's going to happen, right? If there's a cougar in a movie, he's going to get out. So if you're shooting a movie in New York City and you have a cougar, <laughs> chances are, you know, the cougar might just step out. Yeah. Like, what is she eating? Chicken nuggets with a fork? I think it's Asian Oh, try some sweet and sour sauce. They're chicken nuggets. Mary oh, that's why she has it. a. That's why she has a fork so she could feed it to baby. <laughs> There's bad oh, guy. Yeah, from the animation. Right. Doesn't he look the same? Carl, that's he... forty minutes ago, right? I saw this guy first as a cartoon character forty minutes ago. Am I supposed to remember him now? You, but you did. But you did. I right? did. Well, his name is he looks Cote great Mundy. as a cartoon. I gotta tell you, come on, I don't have a lot of time. Coty Mundy is his name, right? And he yeah. was her Madonna's great friend. He was like a leader of this jazz band, uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts. And uh, oh, I love Kid, Kid Creole. Yeah. So, well, anyway, that's it. Now, okay, I'm. I feel like I might have been a little rude the way I interrupted you. Were you in the middle of a thought? Go ahead. No, no. I was just reciting Madonna. Okay. So now it's basically, you know, 
I need to know which bank, you know, and, and they're like so scared. All right, all right, never mind. Uh, Madonna wanted James Foley to give her proper direction on set, but he preferred for her to be her real self rather than her persona in music videos. Foley stressed the fact that Madonna was very uptight about her acting into every detail, determined to have the correct portrayal, and that's probably why it wasn't so good. Yeah. And desperately seeking Susan, she didn't know what she was doing. She was just being natural, and that was at her best. Well, I asked for my money back when it came out. I said to the manager, I said, where's Marlo Thomas? <laughs> I came to see that girl movie. Yeah, that girl. That was, yeah, the sitcom would always open up with someone, you know, saying, well, who took that girl, right? Right. Some dog pissed on me. Whose dog is it? That girl. That girl. I got kicked in the nuts. Who did it? That By girl. February 1987, Madonna's scenes were already shot, although she proceeded to linger on the set to watch Foley and his team work. Foley described her as being around the set as not acting, at, um, not acting was a pain in the ass. Whoa. She won't skimp on cost. She should know that Warner's had a tight schedule, constraints on budget. Lots of complaints. Oh, so just her hanging around the set after her scenes was causing budget issues. Yeah, she would say, like, um, I, I, what I think he means is she would comment on this, we need the car to go over the cliff like it is right now. I mean, that's what he's saying. There's tight schedule and constraints on the budget. So she was hanging around making sure her film went to task, like she should. Right. But he thought it was a pain in the ass. James By the way, the internet says there's a continuity error. You can definitely see it's a stunt man when the car goes over the edge. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say and that car needs to tip over. Right. Now he's got, remember, he knows how to, he's got a foil. What What did you call it? E-M-E? Yeah, it's in every crossword puzzle. Four letters. Uh, fencing sword. E-P-E-E. E-P-E-E. E-P. Okay. I didn't know that. I just knew it as a foil, and he's an expert yeah. at it. So now he's got the car antenna. Again, this is not the only fencing movie Madonna was in. She played a fencer in, in uh, Living Daylights, I think. What? Not the Living Daylights. Gosh. It was a Pierre Bronson movie where she played a, fen a fencing instructor. Oh, have you seen Body of Evidence? Uh, yes, with William Defoe. We, uh, well, William. William. This is kind of entertaining. Yeah. I, I mean, this I is the... you have to knock the film, but this particular scene, he's doing swashbuckler stuff and teetering over the edge of a... And it's you know what's going to happen. It's more fun than Shanghai Surprise, right? Shanghai yeah. Surprise is unwatchable. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Now, did you see how we didn't see it, Mike? Yeah. It didn't go in the water. Trump that Tower. Trump Tower. Ah. Now, Trump came down uh, for in this scene. We don't, I mean, okay. At one point when the crew were shooting in front of Trump Plaza, Donald Trump came down from his penthouse for a major photo op with the paparazzi, ensuring he'd be seen with Madonna in the New York Post the following day. <laughs> I mean, literally, the paparazzi shows up at his doorstep. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. you just go downstairs from your penthouse? Take the golden escalator down to you from your penthouse. Right. And... 
Now, right now, Madonna is saying, I'm bullshit. I'm <laughs> pretending. And Loudon's going, I'm a good actor. And I'm a comedic actor. And I'm doing, right. my, I'm doing my job right now. I know that, Loudon. One of my favorite Griffin Dunn movies, Carl, you got to check out a film called Me and Him. Me and Him. It came out maybe a couple years after this. He wakes up and discovers his penis could talk. What? And the voice of his penis is performed by Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers. What is the name of this film? The film is called Me and Him. Me from and Doris, Him. Doris Story is the director. It's one of the best films I've seen. I saw it in the theater. That reminds me of the um, cha what's the chatterbox? Chatterbox. Yeah, right. We saw Chatterbox with Virginia. Chatterbox. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Talking. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I'm sure he's embarrassed by the film. It's, but it's good. I like it. And he's directed Practical Magic. Griffin Dunn's for me is like a director, you know, uh -huh. just as well as an actor. But he's. He's kind of, he's directed a bunch of stuff. And he goes, every time he's on set and somebody fucks up, he goes, I am done. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know how Ryan Seacrest always says like Seacrest out. Yeah. Can you imagine it would be like done out. Yes. You told us the first time. Redundant. Redundant. Oh, skip, skip. Oh, fuck. I you, can't. Ed. I have the video will play after ad. I got to uh... watch this guy eat. Jordan, Michael, Johnny Michael B. Jordan. Good, Michael Jordan. Wait, we'll check his card. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, high five. Get back. Just hanging skip out. Ed. Okay, skip ad. We are at 48 minutes exactly, guys. Give them a countdown. They're still in the baby. Wow, God, yeah. I have to say this. New York City looks so great in this movie. Everything just pops out, you know? It looks like a beautiful day. Now, look, she's stealing. Who? That girl? <laughs> Who's that girl? Which is, I, I told you, Carl, that song rips off NBC's uh, jingle. I was thinking about it. It's not exactly right, because NBC, who's that? That girl. You know, you're right. It's the it's that the underlying chord on the third note is different than NBC's made. It goes, who's that? Then it goes, girl. You're right. You're right. But but still, you're you're still right for the notes. Yeah, I mean, I have my um. Oh, what is that called? Not accordion. Never mind. So noted. All right. We went oh, to stop it's an ad for Cartier. It's an ad for Tiffany's. Skip ad. Just kidding. It's product. <laughs> Carl, my algorithm will never give me a Cartier's ad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Look, he's a character actor, too, who you've seen before. Yeah. So They're that's Trump Tower Trump they walked Tower. out of? Yep. Oh, that's I'm going to complain to Mr. Trump. She... Look, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> when when everybody liked him uh, right back when he was like lawyer oh uh actually oh yeah you're right of course in 87 he was not the mayor it was 9 11 he was the mayor and that's so when is this liked. ed Koch's new york city right now 
1987. No, I think that was um, the, the one who Dinkins? sweat all the time. D Dinkins, right? Yeah. No, no, Dink. Well, okay, for sure, 88, 89, it was Dinkins. I don't know when the election cycle was. It was just after Koch or during. Yeah, maybe it's just at the end of Koch. Mm -hmm. Who's that girl? Yeah, I got to get that out of my head. Let's go with another one of her songs. So, also, Papa, I'm, don't I'm, preach. I'm in There you trouble. go. No. Papa, Vogue. Don't... She got a one hitter? Yeah. Well, well, I made up the... my mind. I'm... Get into the one hit groove. You got to <laughs> prove. Oh, did you ever hear an album? Sonic Youth did a, a Madonna album. That's funny. They called themselves Chicone Youth after her real last name. And they cover uh, Get Into the Groove and another song. And then the rest of the album is just them farting around. But it's definitely a curio for fans of Sonic Youth. I'm sure you're familiar with this album. I am going to check that out. Get Into the Groove, sung by Sonic Youth. Yeah, as Chicone Youth. Right, because her name is Madonna Louise Chicone. Yeah. Chicone. Um, she's born in 58, the old bag. Um, her works incorporate social, political, sexual, and religious themes. Oh, they're trying to make her sound like... No, but it is true. Don't you remember she had... cultural figure of the 20 and 21st century. Yeah. She did a song, and I'm trying to remember what it was, and Pepsi was premiering the world-exclusive premiere of the, her video. Uh-huh. And the video was so charged that they dropped the campaign almost immediately. Well, you know, she... Yeah, she did that book in which she was totally naked. I haven't. Unheard of. She was sitting on a mirror looking at her cooch. People Carl, were like, I have the book. On? Oh, I, I don't it. doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> of course you have it. Yeah, of course I have it. It's her kissing like vanilla uh, ice. She's naked, uh, hitchhiking with high heels. She's uh, a dom. You remember Udo Kier? Remember Suspiria, the, the guy that shows up towards the end of the movie and just gives this great speech and leaves? He He's in the sex book, Udo, mm -hmm. Udo Kier, who passed away recently. Interesting so, you know, name. yeah, it's an interesting book. It's it's metallic. The cover is uh, it's oversized book and it's metal covers with like a spiral binding, uh -huh. which is of course falls apart almost immediately, and it's buried <laughs> in my bookcase somewhere. <laughs> so now, like, we're seeing the contrast of Madonna Street Smacks with classy Worthington bridesmaids you know so she just crashes the bridal party well he's got to go there because he has to make arrangements for the wedding later on he needs to go to a um a, a board meeting to see if they can get into the condo that they want so yeah. he she's something he has to do he's got to get her to the bus that's his mission but he still has his arrangements for the wedding so that's how he bumps into the two worlds he hit wendy it, worthington on the ass by the way yeah. Wendy worthington you might know her from um um 
16 Candles. Here she All is. Right. Do you remember in 16 Candles, the, the guy, the, the king of the nerds, like a, a beautiful girl, like falls in love with him. She was the boyfriend oh. of the Molly Ringwald. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Her. Wait a minute. Is she the one that the farmer sleeps with when she's unconscious? The farmer? Well, Michael Anthony Hall. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't, Mike. Uh, Mike, you're saying that she was sexually assaulted, that that he she was asleep and he fucked her? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that happened in 16 Candles. They yeah, had a romance. No, that's what I'm saying. It was consenting. Well, she was awake. Well, <laughs> she was I mean, Molly Ringwald wrote an article years ago in, in uh, New York Times talking about revisiting her movies, watching it with her own daughter, and the scene where uh, Bender sticks his head into her into her pants, you know, into her dress, uh -huh. and how she had to talk to her uh, kid about it. And then she's like, in that movie, there is a scene where like there's a passed out girl, and one of the cool guys like you could have her, like they trade her. Oh. And and like she wakes up and she's like, oh, I think it was great. So in this well, essay that, that she wrote, happen. go ahead. Oh, and she uh, Molly Ringwald talks to the actress, and the actress is like, no, it wasn't like that. And then later she wrote back saying, you know what, I thought it over, and I think you're right. Okay, so she she was drunk in the car, and I thought they had a consensual. I think it's like this, like, oh, that was great after the fact, but it's just not the way it would really be felt. Okay, that's kind of yeah. gross. Today, she's a real estate agent. Um, she still appears on TV, even up until 2019, but she, her main job is being a real estate agent. Cool. She was in Home Alone 3. She was in Gremlins 2. She was in 16 Candles. She All right, I'm skipping ads. We are now at 56 minutes exactly, starting now. Got a lot of ads. You want to count them down again? Just yeah, all right. So people, I'm going to count it down at 56 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, we are, all right, so 16, 17, 18, 19. Boom. We're in New York City with Madonna. We are in New York City with Madonna, and why don't you turn it on just for one second? He doesn't want to admit it because he's a lawyer. My co-op. I'm driving. Hey! Hey! <laughs> oh. Oh. So when you watch this movie several times, uh -huh. was Madonna's acting like a demerit, like her voice, where you're yeah. just like, I'm done with it? Yeah, and she's not pretty. She's not pretty, you know? I mean, she's supposed to she she's supposed to be this um you know what i mean like these women in these films that you just fall in love with them they just right she doesn't have that she well no it's a screwball comedy so she's he's young kind of... she's young and that makes her a pretty girl but she's not beautiful at all she's why are we having this conversation she's madonna she's gorgeous the end Okay, so right. he's but on his way to the co-op meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting off a gun outside yeah. of Trump Tower. Now, here's uh, Wendy being like, I'm sure she, he'll be right. Um, uh, I'm sorry, here's... 
Loudon saying, I'm sure Wendy will be right along because Wendy's late for the co-op thing. And this looks very bad. If they want in this building, they don't even respect them to be on time. So Madonna will step in pretending to be the wife. Do you think when uh, you're in an elevator with Griffin Dunn, you think he turns, he says, going done? <laughs> going done, my good man. Uh, wait, um, love in an elevator. Griffin Dunn oh. went up. <laughs> going up when I'm Griffin Dunn. Going. Now, this isn't working. No. Now, listen, if you're... Beyonce is not interested. <laughs> right, exactly. Ottoman. There are many worthy residents of Wellington. I can't believe I put on my white tie and tails for this. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. This is like for the wedding. Who dresses for their wedding early in right, the day? Right, you're popping on the day of the wedding and you get out there. Run, Griffin. Peter Griffin. <laughs> Look at that. See, that's Jim Carrey quality pratfall right there. Oh, yeah. Well, you used to see him in After Hours. He goes full, completely yeah. broken that film. Oh, yeah. Practical effect, right? Real animal. Yes. He got skin knees, I'm sure. Oh, I'm a big fan, Madonna. Cougar's like, what's Prince like <laughs> during breaks? Okay. So now they're getting her ready to look like the presentable. There's the Cartier. It's funny. In the film, they were talking about Cartier, but they're clearly in Tiffany's. The Cartier necklace, which was bought for Cougar. Uh-huh. Is he wearing leather? Yeah. It's the best they could do. Oh, Hello. Me. Problem at all. Please take a seat. <laughs> what? No, come on. That, you wouldn't even hear anything. I want to wait to. All right. Private school. You got to see me spend money to really appreciate me. Now, Martin, I see here. Oh, no, no. Worthington Ferris. <laughs> you can see me hovering over the, the, the mute button. Yeah, and can I tell you something? He is daddy's right hand. And left hand. <laughs> He's both the daddy's hands. Is this fun? Is this funny? I don't know. I mean, uh, I can see knock. Zach Galifianakis saying this. Well, said, and me laughing. Yeah, right. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Oh, Madonna's telling a knock, knock joke. Boo. Boo, <laughs> Don't cry, we'll take the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty good. It's weird because that she laughs before. Griffin, Griffin Dunn really reacted. No, no, I mean, she I, did the joke well. You know, she laughed. I, at the I credit him more than her because yeah. he really cracked up. He holds ah, this movie together for sure. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not a tiger. Well, who would say it's a tiger, right? That has the distinctive stripes. Frosted Flakes is well known. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Frosted Flakes would have been the giveaway. 
You're like feeding of uh, fruity pebbles. Huh? How would you, would you like some frosted flakes? <laughs> I, I, I will. I will prove that baby is a tiger. Baby, what do you think of frosted flakes? <laughs> You're right. It's the Pip and the Fat Man, my favorite show. Oh, they got the whole bridal part. Uh, the bride maids. Now, the bridemaids have been kidnapped, as has Wendy, okay, by the bad guys. They want that safety deposit box key. Cops! Cops! Cops, finally. Rope press. Paparazzi. Do you Madonna, know I heard you're shooting a video. Uh, I heard you're shooting a movie right now. Is that true? <laughs> there was a huge celebration. Uh... There was a, okay, here it is. Pre-release celebration. Okay, Warner Brothers did not arrange for an advanced screening because they believed Madonna's appeal would draw moviegoers. The pre-release celebration was held in 1987, August, Times Square. 10,000 people were there. Um, the police closed off 43rd and 44th Street. She was late by an hour, right? Isn't that such a rock star thing to do? Yeah, and but it but apparently was a very successful day, and they were noticing that people in the crowd weren't dressed up as Madonna like they used to, because her image had changed from that. Um, you know, girls used to copy her when she first came out. Yeah, and they you said can still that, see that style in here: the peroxide blonde, yeah, uh, the natural eyebrows, Minister, yeah, yeah. It's just not as elaborate. Wait, gotta wait till your wedding night. Now, what's funny is like the film was a bomb, a total bomb, and they like people just didn't talk to Madonna about it. Like they just wouldn't bring it up. Uh huh. The film was released to 944 theaters, extra 66 being added later. So that's a thousand theaters around the country. That's oh, skip ad. Skip I can't. Ad. I have, the video will play after ads, and the video doesn't play after ads. It's another ad usually. Yeah. Why would they say that if it's ad ads plural? Is it ads plural? No, video will play after ad. Well, I guess the two ads count as ad. Uh, They're amorphous. Uh, that's uh, it, it, grammatically, it's really ad I is the plural. Addy. Okay, so we're at one oh four exactly. Starting now, I will count down to one oh four fifteen, and when it occurs, so get yourself synced up to one oh four fifteen seconds. Look, New York. And 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Hey, we're at Lincoln Center. Now, initially, things were looking good. Like in the opening weekend, it was two and a half million. Um, and, but the 60% declined the very next week. And Madonna, like, would rationalize it. She goes, I think the movie did badly in America because I upstaged it with my tour. People were confused right. about the connection between the record and the tour. Yeah, the tour was called the Who's That Girl Tour, wasn't it? Right. I also think there are people who didn't want me to do well in both fields. I really right. had to uh, write, write, Michael? She didn't make good movies. It no, wasn't she hasn't people really didn't made... want her to be successful. So, so crowds didn't come because people didn't want her to be successful? Yeah, so, you know, people, you make fun of celebrities, and if you're a big pop star and you make a movie, it's a vanity project, 
or you know not every single movie is going to be purple rain it's going to be give my regards to broad street or i think they've just made fun of her as an actress like that she can't act and yeah. that's always been kind of the push uh and you know she's really been drastically working against that you know uh, James so. Foley accepted the failure of the film, wishing he could have rewritten the script. He remembered he met Madonna at a hotel lobby. She just looked at me once and said, so it's a flop, right? And that's the only time she ever mentioned the film. Sean Penn never talked about the film in front of her. <laughs> well, he, that's because it's not in it. He should never talk about Shanghai Surprise, which is worse. Yeah, which is much worse. I wanted to mention... Uh, this is co-written. Not only did Andrew write uh, co-write it, but he wrote with Ken Finkelman, who during the 80s was kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, he was a, more of a director than he was both a director and a screenwriter. He's Canadian and he was probably best known for uh, 80s kids in America for directing Airplane 2, the sequel, and Grease 2. Right. And Head Office. He directed a film called Head Office with Rick Moranis playing... Yeah. yeah, that's a terrific film. Now, Rick Moranis was in it, like you said, and he and Rick Moranis, that was their start together in Canadian television. The huh. film was called, you mentioned it before to me, The Newsroom. It was a TV show on Canadian television, not connected, nothing to do with the HBO show that had the same name. And it's, uh, it's kind look, of like Mike, The Office, you know, that Ken Fickleman is this terrible boss, and it's out of the Canadian newsroom. And at one point in a couple seasons, the main character, the newscaster gets shot in the head and uh, the station gets taken over in another episode. It's yeah. a fun show. If you have a chance to see it, Getting you know, shot Carl, in the head. he, uh, oh, it's hysterical. Now he, look, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Look at her now. Look at her. Okay. She's great. No. Is she lighting up the screen with her beautiful dress on? Uh, that butt can't, won't quit. The butt won't quit. Okay, she's got the butt. All now right. look at her though. Is this? She's got look, the hips. When, when Marilyn Monroe was on screen, she was voluptuous and beautiful. You were you. She had charisma. Look at that face. Is this the same? Carl, Come I on, know wait. about Marilyn Monroe. I saw that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We know everything. No, I hear you. There's something a little off. It's just because I, I think like the acting, like Griffin can connect to the scene and she tends to feel like, I mean, she's part of the scene right now, but she does seem a little distant sometime. And I think maybe that's, I don't know. I'm I think she's beautiful in this her film. physical appearance and her appeal. I think she's beautiful in this she's film. She's got an ugly smile. <laughs> I have an ugly smile. Well, that's true, but you're not exactly lighting up the screen. You were great when you got <laughs> I your am not. That is true. What I am not called? lighting up the screen. Thanks for rubbing that in. You were great when you got your wallet stolen and you were all pissed off. What was that film? Oh, was that uh, 38 Geary? No. <laughs> no, no. It was a big oh. deal. It's streaming. Yeah, it's IMDb credit. Yes, that's right. It's on It's on Amazon Prime right now. The Thieves Code. The if Thieves you want to see Code. Mike Spiegelman acting, check out The Thieves Code. The Thieves it's a good Code. movie. San Francisco Noir, Neo Noir. And you lit up the screen on a People Puzzler. That's right. So I do have IMD. I wonder if that's on my IMDb. I'm going to check, Carl. You know I'm on and IMDb. It's... No, not right now. Not right now. We're watching the film. No, I want to. <laughs> Carl, Look, oh, it's... no, it's all. Mike, if you're doing something, it's all 
Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I... You made it big? Oh. Okay, hands up, hands up. Don't touch the screen. Okay. Oh, look, it's still playing. Okay, that's good. This is where the cougar will now live his life as an endangered species. And we're getting, ugh, 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 get her off the screen. And we're getting, um, I don't know, it's kind of wrapping up here that uh, he's like, I'm sorry, sir, I don't have your cougar for you. And he goes, well, your fiancé brought it. And she goes, he goes, fiancé? And she shows up in her dress, you know. And so now we're having the, like, I'm not marrying that Wendy person. I'm marrying you. But then he'll change his mind again. You'll see. Yeah, like, does he have to marry Madonna? Can't they just go out to a movie or something? <laughs> well, you know oh, Madonna yes. is a proper woman. Baby has a uh, jewelry. That's from Cartier. It was bought for, well, it, his name's Murray. It was bought for Murray. Gotcha. Oh, down. Now, here we have an escort, I guess. Because the rich uh -huh. guy is like, all right, we'll talk later. I'm going to go get laid. Essentially. Yeah, so he's okay with that. But somehow this photo is so incriminating. I mean, No, this is a different guy. No, no, that's no, not. No, but I'm saying like businessmen are pretty open with their affairs. So the photo can't be that if his colleague is like, you know. I suppose. I suppose you're right. It could be Mr. something Bell. worse. Let's discover it together. <laughs> Because I saw this film so many times, and I, I, every time I miss that. In light of the bad publicity surrounding her and Penn, the very public failure of Shanghai Surprise, Madonna had persuaded producers Rosalind Heller and Bernard Williams, as well as Warner Brothers, that she was up for the part, and she wanted her friend James Foley to direct. Foley had been Penn's best man in his marriage to Madonna, directed music video singles, Live to Tell, and Papa Don't Preach. Two classics. And listen, this really made James Foley because he had done At Close Range, this horrible film with Sean Penn. And I remember was, that movie. Yeah. And now he was going to work for Warner Brothers? Are you kidding? I'm a real director! Right. A little fluffy pop piece. Rothy Romance. Oh, oh, Murray. Yep. We're all in love. It's an older lady, but hey, she is a cougar, man. Skip ad. I can't, Carl. I can't, Carl. The ad, ad will end. To... All right. Skip for oh. three. We're going to skip wow. ad. AI bullshit. Wow. Okay. 112, exactly. In three, two, now. I'll let you guys know when it's 112 and 15 seconds uh, so we can psych up. So if you go to one hour, 12 minutes, we want 15 seconds. It's going to happen in Get psyched, people. 12, 13, 14, 15. We're walking down a hallway. Madonna was offered the lead role in Blake Edwards' comedy film Blind Date opposite Bruce Willis, but she refused it in favor of Slammer. She said, The thing I had planned to do after Shanghai Surprise was Blind Date at TriStar. I was supposed to have the approval of the director and the leading band, but they didn't tell me they had already hired Bruce Willis. That just didn't work out. Yeah. Can you imagine? They're both, they're both uh, recording artists, so they probably have that jealousy. Okay, here we go, finally. We're at the bank. We're opening it up. 
I miss the 80s when you could smoke in safe deposit boxes. Uh, yeah. It's hard for people today to believe you could absolutely smoke in the bank in the vault yeah. of safety deposit boxes. You could right. You got all these valuables in there and you're fucking smoking up a storm. You could smoke while giving a birth to a baby. Those are the days. Okay. Let's see what's inside. Manila envelope. Ooh. I like her little monkey bag. Yeah, I know. Armored. Monkey bag. Oh, right. Yeah. You can't see the eyes right now because her uh, her arms covering it. But it's a little purse with a monkey head. I had some okay. information. I think I deleted it about the person who did her, uh, like costumes and stuff. I shouldn't open my mouth. I don't have it. Come on, uh, what's in the envelope? Yeah, get to the envelope. I'm tired of looking at Griffin Dunn's stubble. It's making me jealous. Now, do you see how we don't see what's in the envelope? Right. Uh, hey, you gotta stop eating that shit during stakeout. It'll kill you. <laughs> Go ahead, listen if you want. Uh, oh, here, I'll do it. Did you know that you're... Eating that will ruin your... Oh, leave me alone, bu. I'm getting a transfer. Thing's over. I'm a... This there is it is. why I don't you like partners. Oh. Bad guys. The cartoon guys. Yeah. With the bridemaids. The other bad guy, he is a character actor, and he was in, I don't know, Hollywood Hom Homicide, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, uh... Other films, you know his face. You know, you name all these movies, and I'm like, bad guy, play the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be a bad guy. Yeah. Look at that stubble. I'm so jealous. Now he's like, I'm getting married. I'm getting married. You're getting on a bus to Philadelphia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Hey, boy. Don't forget to wear your seatbelt. All right. Taking my skin look. That's it. Film is over. She's off to Philadelphia. The Yay. She oh, here's my impression of James Foley, director James Foley. Act. <laughs> act. Act. <laughs> All right. It's cut. I think we got it. Now we're in hot pursuit, right? All our uh, little characters are going to be. Yeah, everyone's going to end up together. So you—they've got kidnapped the um, the bridesmaids and Wendy. Here's the wedding. Yeah, this is a lot like Blind Date Two, right? There was a wedding that he crashed. They had the dog Rambo. I never saw that. Oh, it's an interesting movie. I recommend it. You I mean, do. It was, it, well, it's Blind Blake Day. Edwards has Blake Edwards movies are a lot about alcoholism, right? Skin deep or whatever, and she goes crazy when she drinks. So, I told you not to get me drunk. You know, it's an interesting movie. Definitely you mean Blind Date or Blind Date Two. No, there was a sequel. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. I'm crossing it out. You must have said T O O. And I heard Blind Date 2. And I was like, oh, really? I got you. 
Look, yeah. she is, this is our Star Trek com- connection, and she is lamenting the fact that she doesn't have a Rolls Royce anymore. She's got a piece of shit. Look how she's yeah. acting. She's act. Roll them and act. And act. They still have the uh, the rolls thing on the top, right? That's the first thing I would grab. Yeah, that's because that's worth money. Yeah. Where is she? She's on the bus, sir. Good, good kid. Operation Prisoner Shuttle. Oh, yep. Good job. Yeah, good white job. glove service. The movie's over. Even the butler wears white gloves. That's embarrassing. They should have <laughs> coordinated better. Oh, this wedding's going to be exciting. Worthington. You're not supposed Wait, so you're supposed to see the bride before the wedding. You're not supposed to, but this is a circumstance, you know. Here's your foil. Uh, you're you're EP. You're EP. Foiled again. Curses. Curses. Does he have to fence to get married to her? I'm not sure about that. It's going to be part of um, like the wedding decorations or something. So at the way end, they'll both be swashbuckling. You'll see. Oh, here we are on the bus. Cause I, but our film is over. How come we're still? I know this movie's still going and it's done. She's on the bus. With B.B. King of all people. Wow. Who farted? Oh, she <laughs> farted. Mm-hmm. Who let that rip? Who ripped one? What was the theme to that girl from the 60s? It was like, oh, oh, shut up. I'll shut up. Here we go. Finally. Okay, here we go. Tapes. Incriminating evidence cassette side A. Newspaper. There's that picture we saw in the cartoon. Uh-oh. Daughter. Donald Trump. So what happened? What is the thing? What is, what's his crime? He dropped her cigarette from the bus. I don't know. Oh, lucky dog. Now she's discovered what the crime is, even though we haven't. And she's like, stop the bus! She's going to go to the wedding and expose him. But what's the crime? Wait a minute. The bus, that's That's nuts. Yeah, why would the bus U-turn? Man, if I was a bus driver and someone screamed something at me, I wouldn't be like, you got it. (laughs) Right away, ma'am. Right away. Right away, screaming person on the bus. Uh, Shanghai Surprise, right? Madonna commented, she co- she struggled to come to terms with the character in Shanghai Surprise because the innocence and repressed personality I was required to portray was at, so at variance with my own character in real life. Huh. Cops. Motorcycle cop. Right. Now, you know some of their face. Oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. In this ben Affleck's film? in this I didn't ben know he was in this. In this. Wow. Skip ad. Okay, 120, guys. We're 13 minutes before this movie ends. I'll let you know when we get to 120 in 15 seconds. Oh, help! Follow those Brian maids. Okay, uh, three, what, how two, are they? one, go. We're there. We're at 120.15 already. How are they getting vows. married without bridesmaids? It's a little sus, right? I mean, like, Look at that. you'd be like, something's missing. That's practical. Not really. They should have been more space. Oh, you're right. The effect. <laughs> that was not practical. That was not very practical. Ta- there's oh. a taxi in the freeway. 
on the highway. I'm sorry. Every cab driver in this movie is like a New York City character actor. Yup, exactly right. Keystone Cops we just saw. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, so Bruce Willis on... stops her wedding in Blind Date. Right. Basically the same movie. That great actor, that comedic actor, was getting married to... Uh... Who's that girl? How come they didn't go, who's that girl? Because it was No slammer. one said that this entire movie. Yeah, because it was Slammer. Huh. Oh, right. Right, that makes sense. The, Hello? Slammer's not... Hello? Hello? I'm acting. Hello? Prince, let me in. Let me in, <laughs> Prince. I'm outside. Michael, I'm outside the gates. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I can see Neverland. Huh. Uh, I would not be if I was on that bus I'd be so angry we the parachute effect of her 2-2 right she did jump that must have been a stunt double uh, stunt Donna <laughs> now James Foley would go on to do Glengarry Glen Ross with Sean Penn. What? Wasn't Sean Penn in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Wasn't he one of the salesmen? No, no. He was the husband, wasn't it? No. He was... Ah, crap. Jack Lemon, Al Pacino. Right. Alec Baldwin. Yes, of course. This watch is worth more than you make every year. <laughs> Hello, is there a wedding here? Wedding Crasher. I've got a manila envelope. Singing Telegram. I got a manila envelope. Oh um, man, who's those henchmen? <laughs> give us the give us the envelope, Nikki. <laughs> Sign sealed to deliver. Go ahead, let's listen a little bit. Sure, I love Kid Creole. And the coconut. Kid Creole. Wait a minute. Oh, hang on a sec, Carl. I'm looking at the wrong screen. Hang on. Oh, oh, Real and coconuts? Back right, right. Love, sweet love. Perhaps it really oh, hey, isn't that weird? Love's... Burt Bacharach sings Love, Sweet, sweet Love in the second Austin Powers movie, which Madonna sang right. Beautiful hey, Stranger and was in the place. video. What a connection. What a connection. Only on LWAFLMOYT. Oh, Wendy gave me the key. I had her in my cab once. <laughs> That's been a recurring gag I didn't bring up because it isn't funny. The taxi drivers always say that Wendy Worthington was in their cab and they would be like, you gave her a ride? And he goes, no, she was just in my cab. I don't know. Is it funny? Is that like saying Ivanka Trump was in my cab? Trunk? The trunk of your cab? Trump. Like saying, like, you know, New York. Uh-huh. Hey, black I'm tie Marie. affair. Oh, no, a ferocious. Which one's the girl tiger? I can't figure it out. <laughs> well, this isn't 2023. It was 87. So you, it was the pink one. Was the... Yeah, it was pink. Uh, Coty Mundy, a member of Kid Creole and the Coconuts, Madonna's longtime friend. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. 
He's about four or five, I guess. Hey, they made it to the wedding. We're pretending. Up. 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 Whoop. Accordion. Oh, no. Is that oh. funny? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny that they pulled it off. Yeah. They spared no expense. $20 million to make this $9 million grossing film. Wow, it grossed nine million. Let me see if I'm right. I did that out of memory. Here no, no, I'm I'm sure it, it seventeen to form. seventeen to twenty million dollars to make and seven point three million in sales. Character actor. Yeah, I know. I'm interrupting things because that Worthington's a crook. Go ahead, and listen to her fake acting. All right, okay, this is it. This is the big moment. Well, tell me it's not true. And he's in love with me. Oh. She's crazy. Look how she's dressed. <laughs> the guy with she the cigarette. I think he was in Your Highness uh, Toby something. The British guy. I'm pretty, I'll wait for the credits. No. No one told me they'll be reading at this not wedding. Going anywhere. <laughs> Madonna, no! Think Whoa. of your career. Again, the parachute effect of her tutu. Whoop. Not believable. Uh, so tacky. You gotta wait till the bride cuts it. <laughs> Hiya, chop! Now look, she we will get the trial. She will get the sword from earlier. Ha ha! Right. Perfect cross. Yes. Swash. What is Madonna? She's not performing. When is Madonna going on the stage? Yeah. When is she? Right. I I didn't come here for a wedding. She came to perform the wedding. Oh, here comes the everyone off the bus. About time. Oh, she There's... fell for the hunky guy. Yeah. Well, I I haven't been bringing it up because we've been talking about like Shanghai surprise and stuff. But yeah. there's this recurring thing where the UPS guy is just dumb as a rock and but he's a hunk and so wendy's like she would like to put the brain of loudon in the hunk of this guy you know so she's just going for the hunk now they like the cops look oh you like the cops weird look cops the bus people get them. all the buffet food oh here we go. get into the groove <laughs> oh they're so fine <laughs> Is anyone paying attention to the fight? Yeah, I guess. No. Just something happening. Look at that. Loudon's doing his job. John Griffin is... Oh, uh, I can't do my loud and clear joke. Madonna took it. <laughs> Cops, do Whoop. something. Now you're screwed. Ah, oh, uh, now we're oh, screwed. Dang. Skip ad. I can't, Gee, Carl. We're creepers. We're eight minutes. Uh, get it. Yeah. You too. Just let Skip. us finish this. All right, here we go. Yeah. We're at one twenty-eight. Literally five minutes before this movie ends. Fucking YouTube. Uh, so tacky. And by the way, we'll get a cop. Mm. We do. Okay, so we're going to be at fifteen seconds, one minute and twenty-eight. One hour and twenty-eight minutes, fifteen seconds now. Whew. That was a fun wedding. All right, turn it on because this is when he goes forget the 
Forget the transfer. Well, my kids forget it. Sorry. Oh, we missed it. But... You do it without me anyway. <laughs> Wait, do they, the cops work with the bad guys? No. They're arrested. Oh, they're going to kiss. Yes. Madonna movie. It's okay. Madonna approves. Oh. Wait, what's going on? Why they don't have a cop car? No. And they so tied the bad guy to the roof, and now they're going to make out in front of him. Exactly. Uh, the Ooh, the graduate. Guy. Remember the graduate, Carl? Carl yeah, the graduate. Right. That was the first time I think someone interrupted a wedding. Am I right? And that became a thing in movies. I that is a great question. If I could think of a no, there must be like some kind of black there and white classic. Be. There must be, yeah. Yeah. No, if anybody in the room has any objections <laughs> before <laughs> speak now. No. Oh they're gonna kiss the and the lipstick. The lipstick. Oh the lipstick. Who's oh here comes the music. Who's that? We're smart to put this in the end credit. Oh, and that is unbelievable. It, the last chord isn't right. Wait a minute. I wanted to watch Murray get run over by a car. All right, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we are done. Does uh, the cougar we, die? Does the cougar die.com. Carl, we're not getting an animated sequence at the end. We just have clips. Like, you remember that scene? Hey, you remember those guys? Remember this part? That was hey, you so remember cool. that part? Loudon, oh, oh. please help me, Loudon. You remember this scene? When she was not smoking? Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Next. This is on Claudia. I, I, I mean, I, it's vintage Madonna and Griffin, vintage acting Griffin. I'll give it that much. I don't think the direction was bad, right? James Foley did a decent job getting this movie rolling. It just wasn't good. Well, I so. mean, no, but he did not get the ball rolling. I mean, it was Madonna who said, this guy's my director. And they said, okay. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it had like a, I don't know, the movie had a, a, a bit of a snap to it, a bit of a pop. The New York City background worked well. They really yeah. were able to use New York well and... So, all right, well. Wait, so what's just, your answer? You liked it? I like it. I like Who's That Girl. It's not the worst movie. Well, Shanghai Surprise, I didn't like it all. I'm waiting to see if anything happens. I'm waiting for the end, the post-credit photo. Wonder there is no Marvel Cinematic Universe ending. Guys, guys, you got you to gotta stay till the end see an exclusive photo at the end of the post credits of my badge this was way earlier than wait when was the book do you remember when the book was yeah like 93 i think oh okay so this is pre-book okay apple of love surfing bird papa um mau mau um mau let me see if those guys I was thinking of are in it. Nope, I guess not. Huh. Every character actor I mistaken. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's Stanley Toots, second dock worker. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, I, I never caught him in all the times I saw this. And I was looking at around the third time because I had done the research at that point. And right. there were a lot of character actors I just didn't bother with because they were just replete with them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And like, we're still looking at oh, the credits. The guy we, yeah, was in, um, he was in Total Recall. He was the doctor who showed up to go, this is, this is in your mind. I don't know. There were a lot of character actors. Oh, and Murray as Murray. <laughs> what about Murray's girlfriend? There's Not Murray. Baby. Oh. She, yeah. Okay. On IMDb, her, it says uncredited. Murray? Oh, yeah, I see, no, Murray's girl, date. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Carl, I'm going to stop sharing that Madonna movie. <laughs> we want to thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed Who's That Girl or enjoyed us talking over the movie. We will be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. on mutinyradio.fm, and then we will post that night as a podcast will drop, and then we will also have a YouTube video of this. YouTube, thanks for keeping this video up. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Uh, I know we we have a movie pick for next week, but we'll tell you guys about it next week. <laughs> so, right? I guess. You want to yeah. tell? Go ahead, tell, right. I guess. We're doing... Oh, you don't remember? Well, I know one of the ones we're doing. Well, we're doing I think that... it's the Kaufman one is next. Is it? Kaufman? Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Oh, that's right. Heart bleeps. Can Is you that next, it? though? Yeah, next week okay. we're watching, believe it or not, Heart Bleeps. Now, this movie I read about 100 million times, and I, I knew when it came out. It's just hard to find, and I've been looking for several years on YouTube. My buddy just told me where it was. It's uh, one hour and 17 minutes, and it seems like it's cut, but we'll watch it next week. Uh, I don't want to look for the trailer. Okay, just, good. Yeah. No, I don't. So if you guys want to watch that movie beforehand yes. and get yourself prepped, you can. If you want to watch Madonna without us talking? I guess you can. Some songs we probably talked over. Michael uh, says thumbs up. Ebert says thumbs down. Thumbs down. There you go. <laughs> so. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you, Muni Radio. Don't forget to donate at Venmo at Muni Radio. We'll talk to you. Bye. a full-length movie on YouTube. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on. People listening to audio won't get this thing. Having me on, you are oh, yes, right, right. I know. I'm glad to be here as your co-host again. Thank you oh, very much, Mike Spiegelman. I am this Mike Spiegelman and Carl, 
and let me just hog up some time. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Absolutely. We are actually streaming right now on Mutiny Radio, and we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're out from San Francisco, and you can find us uh, at our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and our YouTube channel with video right now, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and give us some money at Mutiny Radio. The website is mutinyradio.fm. There's another donation button, and you can listen to all the great shows and read about the live comedy here at Mutiny Radio. We're on Mini Radio, Carl. We watch a full-length movie every week on YouTube. Uh, great premise. Great premise, right? Do we rip along as the movie goes? Yes. Yeah, so I built these robots because I am uh, lost in space and I'm forced to watch bad movies. <laughs> yeah, and you know that show, Mystery Science Theater 3? Yeah, it's nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like it's that. No, nothing no, 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 no. like that. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Today we are watching... As time goes by, 1988. As time goes As by, time 1988. As time goes by. How can you yeah. say that title without hearing the, the song from Casablanca? Well, look, that's true. Absolutely. And look, everyone at home who's going to watch this movie w with us, you must remember this. It's go As Time Goes By, 1988. The channel we like is, it's all one word, so it... It's not friendly to your eye, but it's Hey Do Radio. Hey Do Radio. H How do you spell Do? D O E. All right. Hey Do Radio is hosting as time goes by from 1988. Yes. A, a current movie for us. A 1988. Yeah. Type in as time goes by 1988. You'll find the link courtesy of Hey Do D O E Radio. Click it. Hit pause. Move it back to zero zero zero. When you hear go, we're all going to hit play, and we're going to watch this movie on YouTube together. So you could listen to us streaming live and watching the YouTube channel right now live. You can listen to the podcast and DIY it at your own convenience, or just go to the YouTube channel, and Carl already synced it for you. Right. Carl, Best I'm really choice. excited that there's a celebrity comedian to do our countdown for our yeah. movie. Take it yeah. away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Scott! Welcome, Scott! How you doing? All right. Now, Scott, you are a comedian out there on the scene. I'm seeing you come up. We're coming up together. Seeing you at open mics. I'm seeing you at shows. The first thing I want to ask is you've only got one name. This is very peculiar just to go by Scott. How did that start? How did you make that change? You know what? I am not really sure, but there was a great comedian that I used to watch when I did the stand-up comedy. His name he went by Carl. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that stuck or I just uh, came up with it on my own. I really mm -hmm. don't know. It, well, it's a very interesting concept. It's almost unheard of. This is the first time I ever bumped into it. So kudos to you. It's a very common name, Scott, and you'll distinguish yourself by not having a last name. It's a good idea. Or from the best. Now, the second thing I wanted to bring up is your material, okay? You are very wife-centric, very wife-centric, and it's not in a positive light. So how <laughs> do you really arrive at this from a life frustration? Is she in the room? And how does this play out in your personal life with her? 
Well, she's not too far. I believe she might be in the shower, so I'm safe for at least a couple minutes. Um, well, you know what? Obviously, everything I say is not 100% true, but she definitely gives me this, the, the springboard to uh, make those jokes, and continuously, I might add, day to day. <laughs> always so, new material? Uh, always giving me new material. <laughs> For sure. Tell me for more, sure. though. Does she is she aware of this? Is it on her radar? How does she feel about it? Has she seen you do wife jokes? Yes, and she um, she came actually the one time I actually took the uh, comedy class at uh, Scotty's, and um, she did come to the graduation, and that was about the last time. Um, yeah, she she doesn't particularly care for me doing wife jokes, and I explained to her that it's not a hundred percent about her and. When I do tell her jokes, she goes, that's not how it happened. I said, exactly. I said, because <laughs> I, I take the story and then I switch it around a little bit. Right. Um, but still not really happy because she's like, well, people don't know what the real story is. And I said, well, most people don't even really know me or you, but that answer <laughs> is good enough. Well, you know, I had the same thing with my wife. Now I'm not like you in terms of it being like a uh, part of your persona, practically, you know, but I do have many wife jokes and they're not favorable. So I made up a fake name. Her name is Cynthia when I'm on stage. So it's a fake name. Have you thought of something like that? Namer, Gladys? I did. No, but you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. I would really like to get away from wife jokes. It just, it just seems so easy because it's so there. But I do feel uh -huh. this, especially for like, starting comedians when you have something that's so easy because comedy is all about timing and being able to get up there and speak comfortably and that is like the easiest thing for me to do so maybe mm -hmm. in time i will move away which i am actually trying to do as we speak so but okay they just keep popping into my head as <laughs> the days go on so we'll see what happens well, you got to write from what you know, and you're certainly doing that. That is for sure. Now, exactly. let, you you are a very fresh comedian, new comedian. I mean, you're taking the class. Maybe we're talking about two years here, something like that. What do you? I, I took how long the you class? And it was it was two years, three months. Uh, three years, three months. It was October when I first started. Then I took a complete huh. year off uh, during a pandemic. Wasn't allowed out of the house, more or less. Gotcha. But um, yes. So, um, so, so we'll say a little bit over two years with a long now, break. Very different than other comedians. And this is one thing that distinguishes you. You have a catchphrase already after such a short time. Get the fuck out yes. of here. Now, this is very Italian, but I don't think you're Italian. I'm not. Um, I, I grew up in Bayonne and I went to college in Staten Island. I going to say Staten, Italy. So very time four years there so um you just so you know it up. I, I, exactly so i always had and people always thought i was italian so and italian people are cool you know so you know there's not many cool <laughs> jewish people walking around so um <laughs> so uh you know and, and it wasn't even to try to be italian it was just it was just i started doing stuff and like i said things just come into my head mm -hmm. um and like I'll, I'll take, I'll go from one bit to the next because something will pop into my head, and it kind of just 
things just fall into my lap actually. So that kind of, you know, fell into my lap. That, yeah. And then how people liked it and started set? saying it. So it kind of worked. Yeah. That's how you end every set. It's exactly. time for me to, let me hear you right. say it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You know, That's what happened was actually, I didn't even try to do it like people because I would say it in my bits and then people started saying, get the fuck out of And then when they started saying that, that's when I was like, you know what? I'll end it in my bit. Yeah, that's perfect. Very good. Very crafty. Okay, now, Scott, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for, Scott. So why don't you go ahead, Scott, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown. I appreciate that. I haven't listened to it, but Carl, you do all the hard, heavy lifting here. Yeah, Speaking of heavy I'm lifting. sure it's very good. I just haven't recorded it yet. <laughs> now, in truth, I found a, there's a character in here named Connie, and there's a woman on Facebook it's, it, with the, the actress's name. So I reached out to her to see if she would do the countdown. We'll see. Oh, that's exciting. So maybe we just heard that interview. Yes, I know, right? Right. We don't know. Only the audience knows. They know better than us. Ah, Marcel. Marcel okay. Schmitz, and she's going to play a woman named Connie in this film, and it's a pretty important role. And so I reached out to her, and I was like, Hi, my name's Carolyn, doing podcast. <laughs> I have a podcast. That's like a radio. <laughs> it's like a radio station, but you bypass all the professionalism. <laughs> we went long if you would do a thing. I don't know. It looks like she's doing well. She's very much into horses. She's clearly there still are, in Marcel Australia. Smith. A lot of politics. Sounds good. Now, not this a lot. My, not a lot. You know, when I was in high school, I had a part-time job collecting skulls in the Outback. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not Out, Outback restaurant, money. not Australia. When you live at home with your parents, it's okay that it's not good money and you do get good tips, you know. And so the neighborhood like appreciates because otherwise the skulls just pile up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to bury them in our backyard, but the dog kept doing skullduggery. And he would oh, find skullduggery, the worst kind of skullduggery. <laughs> he would find him, digging him up. Okay, as you can guess, we're in the Australian outback. And as you look at the locations in this film, it's Australia, Australia, Australia. And then they film this one scene in Australia. So Broken Hill is what we're looking at, I believe. New South Wales, Australia. They're going to well, be in a studio in Melbourne. Um, there's a town called Silverton, that was apparently in Mad Max 2. They'll be oh. there. Mad now look, Max something's coming, Mike. Look, from the sky, something's coming. Is it a like, diner? No, it's low-budget effects. Yes, it is a diner, Mike. You know this? Well, just from the movie poster. This movie just cries. Here's a movie poster. Now we got to run and get the premise ready, right? Because look, some, something's going to fling off the ship. See this important? Yes. Yeah, this is the thing that, like, powers the ship. It's going to fling off. Is he? He's not going to go and touch it and then goo gets on him, is he? He can't go. T no, no, no. That's not going to happen. Oh, look at that. Boom. Look at these Walk bad out. effects. It's a fireworks. It's fireworks. Another spirit Halloween store opened up. <laughs> we got those spotlights out. Yeah. 
Okay, no. More bad effects are coming. More special bad effects. Stand okay, out. I'm on there. A diner has landed, and now it just starts randomly blowing up with fireworks. Oh, that's uh, Pucus Arts, I believe, uh, <laughs> did the uh, special effects. Pucus yeah, they films. did the Beatles, Rolls Royce, and they did, they were a collective, and they did this crap. Oh, man. So I always think of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre every time I see teens in a band. doesn't matter what country. You know, I never saw that. Of course, I saw Egghead. What was it called? Egghead? Oh, Eggshells. Toby Egg Hooper's previous film. Yeah, More that arty. was really fun. We did that on this show. You yeah. know, there's just a bunch of teens in a van, and they see some guy, and they condescend to him. and they, Oh, they pick up a hitchhiker. That's the classic horror. Yeah, game. that's right. They pick up a hitchhiker. Now, these are three teens in a van, or maybe 20s, I don't know, but they're Australian. That's the difference. Right. And Mike, Mike is sitting there in the driver's seat, and he has brought him all this way to go to the Inland Sea. And that's a funny Australian joke because it's a dried up seabed that used to be in the center of, you know, so it's the Inland Sea. So as soon as Grouchy finds out, see, this is Grouchy in the front seat, and that's right. Cheryl. Cheryl is a hippie, and she's having past life experiences, and uh, Grouchy's just grouchy. So he's like, if there's no such thing as the Endless Sea, fuck this thing, and she kicks Mike out. Now, so this is the movie poster that I saw. Mike is a surfer with a surfboard, and the mm -hmm. movie poster I saw is the Outback, and there's a surfer with a surfboard, which is crazy. crazy. And talk about crazy. There was a 1940s diner on the poster. That's all I know about that. That is movie. crazy. So this is pretty crazy, Carl. Walking around with your surfboard in the outback. Yeah. Speaking of the surfboard, here it comes. Now, in truth, we will only see about two seconds of surfing in this film. Does he put it down or something? Like he goes in a diner and puts down a surfboard? The surfboard is not really going to play into this movie the way the poster implies. I think they're just trying to show you a joke. Right. That you can't surf in the desert. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, you see, Mike is on his way there because he got a note. He got a note like 20 years ago that said, meet uh, Joe Bogart at this address at this location, you know, in 20 years. It's this crazy thing. So he's got his note and he's doing what he was, you know, he's gonna go meet this stranger. Okay, so uh, that's cool that you pointed that out because I just thought that ladies just kicked him out of the van and he's astray, but he's actually going to a location. Right, he needed a ride there. So he tricked Grouchy uh, into going Cheryl. to the Inland Sea. Well, Cheryl is in the back seat and Cheryl's uh. the hippie chick. Okay, if you don't want me to call her Grouchy, her name is... You can call her Grouchy. She was, you know... Uh, her name in the film is Marjorie, and she's an actress named Christine Coeg. She's really Irish, and she's only got three credits. Her 1994 was her last credit. But throughout this movie, she just is Grouchy, I'm telling you. Now, isn't it ironic that you're sunbathing in the outback <laughs> with your San Francisco yeah. hat? When the car comes, right. When the car comes, turn up the sound. His okay. hat says San Francisco? Yeah, that's uh, the Niners, right? 
Or oh, okay. okay. I, I get the teams mixed up. Not the Giants. Yeah, SF. Yeah, 49ers. Look at that. Why didn't I notice that? This is the fourth time I'm looking at this thing. So technically, this is a San Francisco movie. I suppose. <laughs> All right. I got a full volume here in the studio. No, but it's really when... Just something, something... Okay, I'm behind you. This sucks. The joke is, he pulls up and he's like, have you seen such and such? And the guy goes, no. And then he starts driving away, but he's right, standing so in the desert. What's your time I'm stamp? 7.57. Okay. I'm, I'm not using my face full of PlayStation 4 today. Yeah. What's your time stamp now? 8.12. Thank you. I'm with you. Okay. Man. All right. So they're in the van. Right. Look at that Niners hat. It's gold. Look at that gold rim in the back. That's so cool. <laughs> I've never seen a hat like that. And I've, trust me, you know, in San Francisco, everyone wears their sports colors. Everyone. Everyone wears yeah. their sports teams yeah. stuff. Not everyone here, but we got a lot of that too. Teams are a big, big deal. A big deal. How much do you think that sets you back, like, to, to be a faithful fan? Well, um, I guess – Around two hundred fifty dollars, let's say. Like you have the yeah. jacket, you have the hat, you've got a pin, a pin, a pennant. You know, blah blah blah. Okay, so look. Yeah. He picks up this guy. Sort of saves him. Picks him up. His name is Ryder. Turns out he's a cop. And unbeknownst to Mike, he's about to be in the middle of a shootout. What the fuck? Oh right, he brought him uh, right, right along. It's yeah, ironic because his name is Ryder, but he he actually is the driver. <laughs> I guess so. Tag along. What was it? Ride along. Ride along. Ride along. Ride Oh, you remember Ice Cube, Kevin Shea? No, Not I Kevin never Shea. Paid Kevin Shea is a comedian I know. Oh, okay. Kevin Hart. Oh, I what 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 what? There was a movie called Ride Along where. Oh yes, I saw Ride Along. Okay, I saw no, Ride what... Along too. Yeah, right, right. This is Ride Along Three. Rider literally <laughs> Rider. takes him. I'll pick you up from the outback, but let's go. Uh, okay, so the cop gets out of the car and he begins to fire at this crazy oh. militant. This is like Mad no, Maxi. No, he. Uh, well, it's that's just a coincidence. It's really they're not Mad Maxi. There's nothing okay. steampunk about them or whatever. A little steampunky. Well, because they're but but this is steampunk pump. Punk adapted this from. Uh, they just meant it as motorcycle riders. Oh, the goggles! Sometimes yeah. goggles are just goggles. Is what you're right, saying. right. Steampunk aesthetic to it. They weren't going for steampunk. They were. Steampunk. Hey, I like I like your Harley Davidson uh, aesthetic. What are you talking about? I, I like your sports team aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> he just coincidentally is wearing a that's like me wearing like an no, Australian look, team it's a clue it's a clue yeah it's great it's poison he's still gonna burn it he's going to burn this whole place because he's going to destroy the poison you see we don't know it yet but uh, there's like some people who have been killing sheep and he's a cop and he's investigating but he's like an outback cop so he just that's the crime poisoning sheep Yes. 
it's got to be something like rival farmers or something, you see. You know, I know from watching Mad Max, gasoline, you can't really waste it like that in the outback. <laughs> this was shot in 1987, released, you know. Yeah. Now, it will deal with time travel, but most all of it is in 1987. Oh, to go back to that year, graduate college, high school, I mean. This is like a video store movie then. Well, yeah, this never made it onto DVD. This is a VHS copy we're watching. And later you'll see glitches. You see, they spent almost $700,000 on this film. And I think that's Australian dollars. But they only made like 10 grand of Australian dollars. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, this was a... Um, okay, here's Connie. And I instant messaged her on Facebook. We would be delighted if you would. We'll see if she bites. I hope so. Okay, so Connie knows Ryder, all right? And Connie keeps on referring to Mike as Blondie over here, you know, because he's some hitchhiker. He goes, right. my name's Mike. I, I'm Mike. Mike. No, I'm Mo my name. Mike. Connie Stanton. This is the, Connie's home. That's a cool home. Yeah. Used to be now, Howard Johnson. Now, why is Mike with them? Because Mike has nowhere to go, and they know it. He's Does like, he have his surfboard with him, at least? Yeah, yeah. It's in the back of uh, right. Mike's, Mike's little Jeep here. So, eventually, they're going to go to the diner. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I'm ready. Here, a couple well, of BS. Yeah, it's, um, what's the, tr Foster's. Foster's. <laughs> There was an Australian comic at the Cove. I think his name's Eric Lydon, and uh -huh. he was making fun of it. We don't drink your, we, we don't drink Fosters because we think it's shit. He goes, we drank Budweiser. <laughs> what you blokes think is shit. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So now they're like we're finding out like. Connie and Ryder are great, great friends, and they work together a little bit. And, you know, he's a cop, and Mike is there for, um, you know, he's talking about surfing on the coast, and you know about surfing, and right now he's looking them up. But anyway... He looks like Robert Davi. By the way, he's totally bald, and because he wears the hat the whole time, I missed that the first time around. The second time I saw this film, his hat was off, and I was like, whoa! Dude, Claire. <laughs> yeah, get a get a get a, a toupee or something because wow, dude, that's so cruel. Do you think the crew is like, hey, can you put your hat on? <laughs> I'm trying to light the scene. You see, this is 1987. If this was shot in 1997, then Ryder could have been bald, just 100 percent shaven, and he right. would have looked cool like Bruce. Maybe. Will. Maybe he'll have a cool Australian goatee with the bald shaved, or maybe a neck beard, cool Australian neck yes. beard. Now, one thing I really liked about this film, he's like, Mike just coincidentally happens to know all sorts of stuff about engines, just because any Australian would, you know? Now, uh, Ryder's very suspicious of Mike, but Ryder's going to get his hand stuck in the machine, and Mike is going to save him. And that will be the first time that Ryder's like, maybe it explodes, yeah. all right? But on the other hand, maybe he's not. Yeah, the hand that didn't get stuck 
It's still suspicious. On one hand, I'm glad uh, Mike's here. On the other hand, who cares? Now, later we'll have a call back to this scene. And when Good. he comes back, he'll say, mind your hand, mate. <laughs> and so he won't get his hand. No, I okay. don't have the volume hand on, stuff. and I've never seen this movie, but it looks like Mike did that intentionally. Uh, no. no. He turned it on. At, at the request of Ryder. He's fixing uh, the, fixing is me truck won't work. That's what Connie was all talking about. See, so see, he saved him. Yeah. See what you have done. It took me so long to figure out that song. I thought it was C period, C period rider, like some dude. I didn't realize uh-huh. Elvis was telling the, the horseback rider. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis. Elvis. I had no idea it was Mrs. Cece. Cece, right. Right, Mrs. Cece. Why would anyone want a po- poison sheep? Now, there's this whole thing about poisoning sheep. There he's bald. You see, how did I miss that the first time I ever watched it? Wow. Right, there he is, bald. On the cell phone game or something? You think you were on your cell phone at the time? I guess maybe because <laughs> I only ever saw he it with the You can see the reflection off the bottles of his head. Now, Connie and Mike clearly are attracted to each other. And Ryder doesn't like it, but not from jealousy. He's not interested in Connie. But he doesn't super not like it. It, like, irks him. And it'll never play out and develop into anything in the plot, although it's totally implied in this scene and a few more coming. Yeah. Like, when he was getting out of the car, he said to Mike, you mind yourself around Connie, right? You know? Yeah, look at that eye. So, <laughs> right now... Connie's like, such and such. And he goes, Ryder goes, but you are going to help me tomorrow, Connie. You promised. And he goes, I'm very busy. But he goes, Mike can do it. Now he's paired up with Mike. But Mike did just rescue his hand. So he's like, all right. He trusts him a little bit. It's kind of weird how he's just fallen into their lives. They don't say, what are your plans? Now, he said, I've got this note. Here, turn it up. This is when he's going to talk about it. By the way, are we doing a, a, a not a kill count, but a beer count? How many times they drink beer? Because this is the third time. It's her third beer. I'm doing a Connie beer count. Okay. It's her third beer in this movie. Yeah, so yes. You can't really hear, can you? Oh, no, no. Because of their accents, I don't understand a word of it. Okay. Very funny. Okay. So, audience. What happens here is he's really explaining the, the backstory of are we underwater? I'm, I'm playing it. <laughs> you, you think the video is the only thing muddled in this, in this copy? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> ah, fuck it. You oh, I'm know. sorry, man. He gets I'm it. There's to... it. some funny stuff, but that's okay. We'll catch the next thing. What is you know your number count? Australian humor is like so dry to me. Like I could not understand the subtlety of Barry Humphreys. What is what is your time count? Okay. 1856. Okay. She's Great at deal. a fire and she's like See, her uh, foot's in the she's having past life experiences. Is he really? Turn it up. Turn it up. Okay. 
She's Cheryl Grouchy. Well, the funny stuff is her like past life experience stuff. So we'll see it next. Okay, now they're in a the room. The her father passed away, and he was a cricketer, cricketer, cricketer. This film. What? He was one of three cricketeers. The three cricketeers. Now this film was originally titled "The Cricketeer," cricketeer, because it was about a. Uh, the a film started as a story about a mythical cricketeer in outback Australia. The Robert Redford film "The Natural" seems to have been the inspiration. Whoa. So it went from the natural ripoff to a time-traveling outback adventure. Yeah, and the thing is, the the script was pretty, uh, the script is pretty tight. I don't know how they switched it up in the middle. They must have had all the time so, travel stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was the, the concept of this. So, so now Mike is bumping into a scrapbook in which we're going to learn this backstory that Ryder killed his son by mistake he was playing a cricket game and he hit the the cricket ball hit him in his chest and he killed his own son by mistake it was it was son slaughter i can't believe he's reading it out loud well you know he, we are listening so and also i can't believe Ryder has a scrapbook of the time he killed his baby with a cricket ball somehow connie is in Ryder's life i don't get how maybe he's an uncle so well, now there's Ryder. He's a tortured soul. He killed his own son. Now he's a rough and tough cop in the outback where nobody, you know, he doesn't know a lot of people, you know. Oh, a diner. Rock and roll. Wait, is this a flashback? No, this is the diner closing for the night. We were hearing a crowd oh. of diner people, a uh, bar people. Do you remember in the movie Easy Money, Joe Pesci and Rodney Dangerfield got so high that they had to eat something, but not the wedding cake in the back of their van. So they pull up to a diner and it, the lights go out and the diner says open 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see that film again because I remember loving it. Well, they wind up eating the wedding cake, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo. Dingo! That's did where he's Dingo. supposed to meet. Wait, did the Dingo kill his baby? Population 20. No, he killed the baby. Yeah, uh, that's what he, he hits the kid with the baseball and he goes, oh, uh, dingo kill baby. Dingo. It's I not a baseball. It's a cricket. Don't you know how the game plays? Cricket ball. Do you want to play grasshopper? I mean, I mean, I cricket. cricket. Hello. It's American right. football. Now okay. he's going to go into the store. Uh, and we're going to meet a not funny guy who's going to do this up? not funny thing about how much he hates dust. Go ahead if you want. It's yeah, not a funny thing. So he thinks that like this <laughs> dust mite is dust. He's like all wrong. And he's going to get straightened out later when this professor type shows up. He has a picture of a dust mite above his produce? Yes. Now, 
that sounds funny on paper, but believe me, this guy does not pull it off. So Ryder has sent him here. You remember that that piece of the poison label that he found? Yeah, that's he right. I remember that. Oh, he's so going he to the local emporium. Right. Trace this. Who bought this? Where was it purchased? You know, from your store or whatever. That's cool. I didn't realize this is a procedural. Now think about how Wild West it is, right? The cop 